Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's my show. You might be mocking me or you might be staunchly agreeing with me. I can't tell. I'm mocking you. And the Bulldog. What is Fozzie Bear's role in this production? On WGR Sports Radio 550. Buffalo Bills Football Monday. There's one more thing I want to add to that. It's brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com. See, the Bengals are favored now. I did not. I have not even. I had. I hadn't even looked. No, I did not know that. DraftKings minus one opened at Kansas City minus three and a half. Oh, if Mahomes like can't even move out there, you know how much right. worse this gets. Yep. Last year, you said this yesterday too. Last year is different now because I don't think it's qu- quite as acceptable. To, to assume the Bills would have beaten Cincinnati in their own stadium last year. Different year, you'll never know, but it's just not as easy to say. Yeah, it's a lot It's a lot harder to disrespect the Bengals, right? I mean, you even, you even got there on Friday again with them in Kansas City. There's no way the Chiefs should have lost and all that. Like, I don't know. Do, do you reevaluate any of that? I mean, they came in here and held this Bills offense to 10 points. I mean, I think they got a pretty good plan. <laughs> I'm staying there. I don't know. I'm right, I, to a point. Maybe I, I don't know. I'm not ready live, to answer live, yet. Live there if you want. I, it's too soon. Yeah, it's too soon. But they, they, they're. I mean, they, their stature should be growing. I think it is. Um, I mean, they were really impressive. I, and, I, I, because of that, I guess there is no move like that this year. Then, like, if the Bengals win in Kansas City, what are you going to say? Like, they're way better than us. If the Chiefs win. Still lost to the Bengals. Like there's no there's no room this year like last year to no. to what could have been. Not no. when you get put down like they got put down yesterday. They got put down. There's nothing. There's no what could have been. There's no one seed. You know, neutral site. There's nothing like that. The the Bengals would have had that had they lost. They had all the axes to grind the Bengals, and they just kept they managed to keep plowing through it. Pretty good. Well. Buffalo Bills football Monday, Mike Schoep and the Bulldog, 803-0550. I do find it somewhat amusing. I mean, look, whatever works for you. You know, they grabbed this, you know, they're selling tickets to this game in Atlanta thing, and, I mean, they they milked it, it seems. Like, they really used that. Um, and, like, I, you know, it's, it's like half true. Yes, they were selling tickets to that game, and, yes, Bills fans were buying them, but, you could also buy the same 
tickets for a game potentially in Cincinnati between they and Jacksonville and in Kansas City between the Chiefs and Bengals and like whatever whatever whatever, get, whatever gets you to your destination um i just love that like this affront that's like a half truth i mean i don't know maybe maybe the Bengals are the new america's team because that's the world we live in where half truths are an outrage and like just i don't even know um sorry i'll stop it's just, just the whole thing's just kind of funny to me setting this up i mean it's a stunning end to this season it was a hard season but they had such a high ceiling, and then in this game, their floor performance is lower than you might have even thought possible. Especially, well, not especially on offense. On both sides. Defense, there was confusion and just lack of execution. It was bad. What what you had, and I, I, this is my way, like, just big picture, um, the longer sample size, right? This team has been excellent, elite, for years, and that doesn't just cease to exist in one afternoon that's important for me like in evaluating this i don't want to overreact it's bad it was stunning but still most teams would rather be the bills i think but now you have what you have this point all the while with patrick mahomes has been about how you have this other guy this other team you're in position to win but so is someone else and maybe he's not the only one and we saw this year in the afc playoffs well going back to last year what happened with Cincinnati or even Lamar Jackson, but here was an AFC playoff grid which was like loaded with young, excellent quarterbacks. Now you've got what? You've got Mahomes. This is five AFC championship games in a row at home. Mm-hmm. And what's Burrow? All Burrow has done is beat them three straight, including there in the AFC championship last year, and now he's won here. Everything on the road. No, well, they were at home last week, but 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 sure. Last yeah. year was the road. Tennessee, right, included. You know, like so. These two have put some. They put some scores up. Needless to say, I mean, with especially with Mahomes, but it's not. It's not a one man game. It's not an individual sport. This is not a knock on Allen. It's like just sort of a observation. Uh, now Cincinnati. I mean, they're past you. That's the. That's yeah, the simple there'll be truth. a lot. There'll be a lot. It's been Allen Mahomes. Allen and Mahomes. The golf thing. Even if you want it, Allen and Mahomes. You're gonna hear. You get ready, Bills fans. Like if you're more comfortable being in the back seat, well, if there's only two seats up front, you're in the back seat now because it's gonna be Burrow and Mahomes, Burrow, Mahomes, Burrow, Mahomes. Two years straight in the AFC title game. Um, I mean, that's just that's just gonna. And, and Burrow took Allen down in in you know in his house. Uh, that's where we're gonna be. Bills are at Cincinnati and uh, Kansas City next year, both on the road. You get those to move, move to neutral site. <laughs> right. Here's oh, go, go. That was going to be Carl, but he was yelling, to, talking to someone else. Can't listen to that. Who wants to listen to that? Fine if you're yelling at us, but no. Noisy. Greg is next. Hi, Greg. Hey, guys. How you doing? Okay, um, Greg, first, I want to say it was a it, it was a great it was a great season. The Bills, you know, they give us those Sundays, and it's and even though it didn't turn out, it was great. But my friend asked uh, posed a question: Is it scheme and coaching, or is it personnel that's the problem? And it's tough because they're thirteen and two, top five defense. Allen's amazing, puts up MVP type numbers every season. But for me, I I think what they need to do is 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 change because when they face good quarterbacks, this isn't just those last couple games. You know, you know Tom Brady. Last year, that zone scheme just gets picked apart, and it doesn't work in big games. The defense no longer is special when it matters most, and it's happened over and over. And if they keep the band together and go into it next year, 
I, I suspect the same thing. They're going to be really good, and then when they face one of these top teams with the top quarterbacks, the defense goes to crap. And and it's you know if it, Allen will have to put them on their shoulders and be miraculous. Yesterday, Joe Burrow was just distributing the ball. He was not making miraculous plays or great throws. He was just, well, there's an open guy. I got time, you know, making the play. Ho-hum. And so something needs to change, and I think it's this. I think it's personnel on offense and it's scheme on defense. They need to put the assets they put in on that defensive line and in the backfield into the offense, surround Allen with a, with a, a top-five line, two legit weapons, and then let your defensive-minded coach, who's supposed to be great at that, let him get the lesser talent and coach them up. You know, even if they take a step back and just barely make the playoffs, in the playoffs it's just uh, who can outscore the other guy? The defense didn't matter yesterday. They needed to move the ball, and it's like once they double dig, you know, you don't have any other playmaker that's going to move the needle, and it's all on Allen, and Allen can't be Superman every single game. He can do it. Maybe he'll go on a run with this with, as, as this team is constructed if they keep this model, maybe one year he'll squeak through. But I, I'm in the, um, in the vein that they need, to, they need to put everything. I mean, they got Edmonds, Poyer, Oliver up. Let them all walk. And then, and then find replacement-level players on defense. Bean seems to be better at finding players in, at, on the defense anyways. Let him, let him find the, the scrap box players like he's been doing with the offensive line for years and just switch it and put, you know, trade for Hopkins. Make a big move. Get the offense where you need it and, and go that route and save your quarterback because he's getting manhandled every day. The line is trash. Okay. I mean, he, he's under duress all the time, and they need to they need switch the philosophies. Coach up the defense okay. and put assets into the offense. Thanks. I agree with most of that. I'm not trading for another 30-year-old receiver, I'll tell you that. Okay, fine, you don't have to. But that's, that's, that's off the table for me. I'm assuming the asking price will be similar to what you paid for Diggs, and I'm just not. I, I need to draft somebody to eventually replace Diggs, but I think. Just, you know, we'll get there. We'll have lots of time for this. Sure. Let's hear how you're going to do it. Like, they're going to mm-hmm. draft 27th. That's certainly not necessarily too late to get a stud. I mean, that's been happening. But they have passed on so many exciting prospects. Not hindsight. This is not, oh, George Pickens was good. I mean, like, no, he was a great prospect. There have been a lot of them, and they've done a lot of different things. I am. I caught myself earlier but talking about this. Making this point, I said something like, and I'm kind of always doing it, like, I've been saying this. That's not ego. That's not. I'm not boasting or anything. I just don't want to sound like I'm using hindsight to tell you, oh, they should do this now, because that's not how I work. Like, there are things about, what do you want? I mean, there are things they've done that I like that didn't work out or whatever. Like, I'll tell you how I felt if I remember. But receiver has been a, a drumbeat here for years, and... Okay, maybe Shakir is good. Okay, maybe Isaiah Hodgins is good. Okay, maybe Isaiah McKenzie can stay on the field. Like, sort of benefit, a certain benefit of the doubt has been earned by the Bills. But, man, you look around the league, you guys know it. There are so many teams, including the one that just beat you, that is just aces at that position. That makes the quarterback's job easier. Guys getting open. PFF has that the Bengals perfectly covered two-thirds of the Bills' dropbacks yesterday, which they say is an insane rate. Scheme, but also separation. And that's never been Davis. It was Beasley in his prime. I mean, it's late. You're going into the past for him. It definitely needs to be addressed. Enough with the running backs. Enough with, you know, safety valve running back outlets because that's so important. 
It's just, it didn't, not only was it not important in my opinion, they didn't even go to it. Like the Bills didn't even go to it. Oh, you want to have James Cook, you know, be a passing down running back and augment your offense? They didn't even do it, right? Like they scored 10 points in a playoff game and that never happened. I know the morning guys were on this. How many passes did he catch? 21? Something like that? Like just, was it worth it? J.D. McKissick, James Cook, you know, Duke Johnson. Like, was it worth it? So, Hines, you left off. Hines, right. Like, Hines was quintessentially that, as was McKissick, who they wanted and didn't get him. That's what this team was about on offense, you know, in terms of skill positions. They signed Crowder, too, and they lost him. But, man, after that, we're going back to their to their alumni association for options. Like, just... That's what that's what Baltimore did that I ragged on Baltimore for. Right. Des, Des Bryant, Bryant, Sammy Watkins. How'd it go? Right, right. And, and yep. just how'd it go? Credit because they were desperate and did something about it. But they, we said they're in trouble here if this is what you're doing. And they paid for, mm, it's stronger than I want, ignoring. Like they did other things too that they needed. Elam, right? Mm-hmm. But man, like it's time's up. Ten points. I mean, they they need they needed corner, and so they drafted corner. And I don't know. It, it, That's right. It, it it almost got to like you know, gun to your head to get him on the field. <laughs> I mean, he, they they. It, I don't know. Um, there's a lot of things to question. Mostly, like I'm I'm. I'm really interested in what they're going to do with the coordinators, and I and I I, I don't know. McDermott earlier today writes that it's too early to to, to have those conversations. I I, I want to take that as a sign that like it, there's not just right you know unquestioned loyalty there. Like we we were we ranked this or that, and right. Leslie Frazier knows more football than all of you for have forgotten or, or or has forgotten more than you ever knew or whatever. Sorry, I mixed that up, but you know what I'm saying. Like he he did not sound at all defiant about that. It doesn't mean that there will be changes, but. Boy, I think I think another maybe experienced coordinator with with like different ideas to sort of supplement what they because what they've done, I mean, I don't want to ignore where they've where they've ranked and and if you pay attention to the DVOA stuff, which takes into account your opponent, they rate very highly on that side of the ball. But yesterday was, I don't know, disaster is probably too strong, but it was wrong. Playing off in those conditions, the quarterback's getting the ball out in two seconds, and I'm giving you cushion. It's just what, what I, I'm. I'm trying to play safe, and I'm, but I'm missing. There's wide open guys. I mean, it just was a mess. And so, you know, is is there you know somebody out there that that fits the profile? Like whether they're experienced or young, up and coming. Like who's this Bengal guy that no one ever heard of before last year? Uh, the defense coordinator, like they 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 seem to be on something there. Um, so I, I'd like to see. I mean, I, I love what Frazier has accomplished in the league, um, and I admire McDermott's. I don't know loyalty to him, um, but I think they need they need a new look on that side of the ball too. Um, as much as we'll focus on Dorsey and offensive weapons and the play calling and whether he's the right guy for that job. Man, I think they, they need to address things on defense, too. David is next. Hi. Hey, guys. Um, I, I wanted to weigh in on the coordinators, ma- mainly um, 
I think I'm willing to give Dorsey another year. It was his first year. I would hope that in this offseason he really goes and studies game film, uh, specifically Kansas City and San Francisco. I know, Mike, you're not a big fan of utilizing running backs, but I think we need to find a way to use uh, our running backs like uh, they like San Francisco uses Debo Samuel and Kansas City uses McKissick. I mean, McKissick had eight touchdowns this year. McKinnon. They need McKinnon, to get, yeah. McKinnon, I'm sorry. They need to get the ball into Cook's hands and Hines' hands in space. He needs to figure out how to do that. I didn't see any of that this year. And then on the defensive side, I think it is time to move on from Leslie Frazier. Um, I saw a stat yesterday. The Bills run their base nickel defense 95% of the time. In this day and age, with the amount of film study that other teams do, to run this, to have the quarterback come to the line of scrimmage and know nine and a half out of ten times he knows what he's going to be looking at, to me is ridiculous. He, his refusal to adjust and to, to adjust to his personnel. I mean, it's okay to run that defense when you're playing the average NFL team and you've got your two um, stud safeties playing together and you've got your two stud linebackers playing together and you've got Von Miller on one of the edges. But if one or more of those guys are out, you have to adjust and he just refuses to do that. So I think it's time for him to go. Okay. I'll just say on the running back point, Debo Samuel is not a running back. I didn't say, I'm not saying you said he was, but how he's used, like we are, we've argued about this at the draft for like the, at least the last two years. Instead of whether it's the draft or whatever, free agency, the trade, instead of going to running backs and trying to, if you end up doing this, which they didn't, as you said correctly, use them in sort of a that kind of role, why not just use a wide receiver for that, someone who's more adept at catching the ball? It doesn't have to be that the titles aren't what's important, I guess. That's your point, and that's fine. I mean, I, I don't disagree with uh, the, the premise here. That didn't happen. I mean, I said that, too, when talking about Cook and this, like, okay, that's what you're going to do, Cook, but... What happened? Like, where was it? And it never, 18 games or 17 games, it never, 18, right? It never really sort of mattered. Yesterday when you might have needed, you needed something. All right. Thanks, David. Um, What else? Hmm. What's something that we haven't said yet? Um, sorry, I'm just like, I feel, I feel, I feel like we've, we've said, we've said a lot. Uh, Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Is there anything we haven't said yet? No, it's all been said. <laughs> put the put the close sign on the door. You want somebody on who's going to say the same things it's, as have already been said? It's, it's over. Yeah, I don't know. They have twenty one. We'll have sale on at six. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm letting you down here. No, you're fine. The Bills have twenty one players heading for unrestricted free agency. The guy before who was kind of on a roll there. Uh, let them all walk on defense. I don't really hate that. I don't, I don't think Oliver is up. Lawson is up. Oliver's due a contract. I, I like he's eligible. I don't. I don't know that he's he's out of. I think he's got another year. Uh, I think I need to look at that for sure. But I think that's right. Um, I don't think Oliver's on my list here. But Lawson is. Right. Edmonds, of course. Poyer, of course. The punter Singletary is up. Saffold. Some backup linemen, Questenberry, guys like that. Beasley and Brown, of course. The practice squad guys, which that's where Brown ends up. Keenum. Keenum almost got a play. Right. Yesterday. Didn't see that on TV. Uh, At least I didn't. But, yeah, that's right. That was, oh, yeah, he he was, did they trade for him? Yes. Yeah, so that's why he, he came with that contract. Okay, yeah. Huh. Yeah, they, they got, that seems like a lot. Right? Is that a lot? I don't know what's the average team like, but but key guys, important guys, and I mean, I think the the writing has been on the wall all year with Poyer. Um, man, it's hard. Here's something that has been said: <laughs> admire him. I mean, I know it was a terrible day, and the defense got you know exploited, exposed, whatever word you'd like there. Um, and Poyer dug in and battled through a lot of stuff this year without a contract, and I, it's just—I'm going to hate to see him go. But I—I I think their decision has already been made. Like, I don't think they would have handled this this way if they had designs on—you know—unless he just wants to be here so badly that he comes way down from what the market rate for a player of his ability, even at his age, would be. Um, I can't see them paying market rate for him right now. I agree. I think they would have they would have done something already. So I think that's over. Um, so you're gonna have to find a replacement for him somewhere somehow. You know, I don't. They might have thought that was in house. I, I don't know how. I mean, obviously Hamlin was one of those guys. He's 
his his future is certainly in doubt, if not worse than that, as far as playing football goes. Um, so they've got a lot. They've got a lot on their plate, man. Edmonds, as polarizing as he is, for how they want to play on defense, I think he does a lot for them. But again, going rate. I mean, I just can't imagine like them finding room for like something like the Roquan Smith contract with Baltimore. One quick thing on Hamlin. I don't. Even, I don't want to ask. Not, I don't want to force this. We'll uh, we'll take a break. Look for more of your calls after the update. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Great that Hamlin was there yesterday. I wasn't at the stadium, but there had to be a really wonderful moment. Him on the scoreboard, CTV. You could never see his face. Like the snow. They kept showing it. You like, could what like. Are we doing? Oh, there he is. Like it's the TV. <laughs> Hopefully, is he the guy in the red? That's the best you could do early in the game. I think it's the guy in the red in there. But you never. It was just not clear enough to be able to really recognize him. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog here. Buffalo Bills football Monday continues after sports on WGR. All the things that this team went through. I've never been on a team this resilient. Just stuff that was was clearly out of our control. And guys just continue to fight and fight. And a lot of it motivated, motivated us. And just at the end, we just ran out of gas. Micah Hyde came out today that Hyde would have played next week if there were a next week. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog here, Buffalo Bills Football Monday on WGR. To your calls again in a moment. Yesterday at halftime, how did you feel? Um, I think mostly that they're going to come out and put the hammer down. 17-7. So you had the reversed Jamar Chase touchdown back in the end zone. Cincinnati kicks the field goal there. The Bills punt 4th and 10 from the 41, the Cincinnati 41, and the Bengals get to a Hail Mary, but that's it. So 17-7. Bengals 41, not the Bills 41? Yeah. I mean, mean, it's not that many yards difference, I know, but still. Um, Yeah, I I still – I think I've said this over the years. Like, every game they've lost in the last – you know, the ones that were close, obviously, like last year's Colts game. But but that – that might be it. That might be your list. Um, you know, any game where they've got the ball at the end or what, whatever the situation, I was like, okay, they're going to do it. They're, they're, they're good. The quarterback's great, and they'll figure this out. And, you know, they obviously have lost, you know, you know enough of those games. But I, I still felt like they're going to they're gonna get it together here. And it just, you know, just never happened. Nope. Adam is next. Hi, Adam. Hey, guys. How are you? Okay. Thank you, Adam. So I want to talk about how, um, to go back on what the caller Neil was saying about the Mar- the Schottenheimer thing uh, with a little more, uh, being a little bit more constructive about it. I think McDermott does need to go because right now you have a head coach with an offensive coordinator that struggles to be create, uh, creative. And when you have a defensive-minded head coach with an offensive coordinator, and then when he gets stumped or he has having too many vanilla concepts, he has no one to defer to. It's, it's, it's a little different because, like, in Kansas City, you have Eric Bieniemy who can defer to Andy Reid, who's been there, done that, and help, can help out. I feel like you it was doomed from jump because you left Dorsey on an island because McDermott gives off this vibe that he's – I don't want to say clueless, but very amateurish about the offensive schemes. 
because he is a defensive-minded head coach. And I feel like this is going to go around and around and around because he's uh, with Dorsey being so new, he has no support or knowledge from the head coach about being anything offensive. And it does speak volumes that in the the playoffs in the divisional round, he's the only defensive-minded head coach left the fa- in a bad way because when was the last time, not counting Bill Belichick, a defensive-minded head coach won a Super Bowl? John Fox? I, like, it, it's, it, it's, it's cha- the game is changing. We need to keep up with it. And the fact that a defensive-minded head coach is leaving an often, a new offensive coordinator on an island like that uh, with schemes and the fact that when he gets stumped, he has nowhere to go to, uh, what do you do? He has no no help. Like, Not like Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid. I don't know what you guys think about that. I think the difference is that it's Andy Reid. Like, there are how many offensive assistants here? Is, do they count? Joe Brady was a very good hire by the Bills, it seemed, for their staff. You make it sound like Dorsey is locked in a closet or something like that. I think I, you're I don't also know. grossly understating McDermott's capability to understand offensive concepts. I mean, part of being a defensive coach is understanding what offenses are trying to do to you. So, I mean, I I, I, I don't know. I think a lot a lot of that's overstated. Um and I don't I I don't think this team has a head coach problem unless the head coach is so unwilling to make any changes. I I do think some changes should should be considered. And, you know, again, maybe McDermott saying he's not ready to talk about that yet is um is encouraging in that way because he he could have just shut it down and said we were we ranked this and this and this is my staff and like, you know, cut it out. Now, Adam the point about defensive coaches and your franchise in the hands of a defensive side of the ball coach, it is, in my opinion, it is well taken. Um, Belichick does need to count because he exists, but okay, point point granted. Like, I'd rather I'd rather have an offensive head coach. I have always said that I wouldn't have hired Sean McDermott. Why? Because well, for starters, he's on the defensive side of the ball, and for me, sorry, that's a deal breaker. Like that's just it. I think offense is where it's at. It's been this way for many, many years, if not forever, and that's where I'd want to be. But I say that I wouldn't change him now. I think that's almost ridiculous to change him now. What you've got is a a recipe that has won and won and won. They're on a streak of division titles. They're playing home games in the playoffs. Like it's not that it's not that broken if it's at all broken. So it's not for me even on the table at all, McDermott. Um, I think. You're starting over, you'd, I'd want to hire an offensive coach like I felt five years ago or six years ago here, but it's been a huge success. And um, it's hard for me, like last year too, it's hard for me to even sort of have the conversation about this. It just seems like it would be insane. I think it would be received around the league as just insanity if the Bills made a head coaching change after all they've won. Just my opinion. Uh, let's see. Ryan is next. Hi, Ryan. Hey, guys, I don't know if you guys talked about this or, like, alluded to it. We'll tell you. What do you guys think of the last seven games of the Bills' season? No offense. They were, like, scrub teams. I mean, they weren't – other than Miami, who literally squeaked into the playoffs, it was Cleveland, Detroit, you know, games like that that they should have just demolished these teams. I know the Bills were going through a lot of uh, injuries at the time. But, like, that being said – 
going into the playoffs, I didn't feel that great because of the last seven games after Minnesota. It was the Jets and New England and Chicago and Cleveland. Like, those teams are not your cream of the crop top-tier teams. And they're they're sometimes some of those games are barely squeaking by those teams. And then to go into the playoffs and think, like, yeah, we're going to get to the Super Bowl, I'm like, really? You guys squeaked past Detroit? And, you know, games like that. Just kind of wanted your take on that. Well, they won every single one of them. I would say that back to you. I like Detroit more than you do, I guess. Um, I, I had questions. What, one thing that we talked about a lot in here, like you, you should, if you listen to us, you'd know where we were on this all, all through the late stages of, this, of the season. I was worried about whether they had their fastball in their passing game, whether they had that. But their last two games made me feel a lot better. Yeah, the the Patriot win and then the Dolphin win were both big play games. And so I wasn't worried about that so much going into yesterday. Yeah. I I mostly – I wondered where the fastball was, and I guess I settled for they don't need it, so they're saving it. Uh, it was how I looked at, at a lot of those games. I think there was a lot of adversity wrapped up within that stretch of the schedule, and they won all the games. Their quarterback was injured enough that it altered his mechanics, he admitted today, um, at the time. So I I sort of felt like when they get to where they need to throw it 99 on the black, they'll start throwing it 99 on the black. And it it really didn't happen. I mean, they did. They did. You're right. The last two weeks, you know, Miami, New England, they, they if indeed like the deep passing game is their fastball, I think it is, as you're talking, then they did rediscover that. Um, boy, yesterday, yesterday was not, boy, Allen keeps forcing it into coverage or Allen, it, it, it was just, there was just nothing there. They could not get moving. Right. Uh, Tom is next. Hi, Tom. Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Yep. I just just wanted to say I think that uh, I think with what what we we saw, and uh, everybody wants to default to blaming Leslie Frazier. I think we all need to remember that when we signed Von Miller in the off season, that was our Josh Allen on defense. And would we all blame Ken Dorsey if Josh Allen went down and his team lost? I don't think we would. I think I don't, we only blame. I, yeah. I think we blame Sorry. a lot on, on on Leslie Frazier because he's missing his studs. He's missing Von Miller. He's missing Mike, missing Micah Hyde, and and even in the second half of the game on Sunday, they're down to really their fourth string free safety. Micah Hyde goes out. Tamar Hamlin goes out. Now Dean Marlowe goes out, and they're fourth Boy, option on free safety. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I, I think it's uh, – I don't think Leslie Frazier is without fault, but I, I think uh, my bigger questions are with the offense over the defense. And uh, I, I appreciate you guys and uh, enjoy okay. listening to you. Thanks, Thank Tom. You. I, I, I respect the point about Miller. I said yesterday, and I stand by it, I don't think Miller changes what happened in this game yesterday one single bit, which to me is is glaring as it pertains to their scheme. Because is is was Miller, even if Miller beats his man, like say I don't know, like Hendrickson beat Dawkins on on the on the first sack of the game, the only sack of the game, I guess, right? Yeah. Um, for 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 the Bengals, the ball was coming out, 
everything was short, and the Bills were soft. So Miller winning again and again and again up front, maybe you get a play in there somewhere, and that changes things. But I think Cincinnati simply out-schemed the Bills. They, they expected the Bills to play a certain way, and the Bills did, and they ate them up. Pass rush would not have solved your problem yesterday. So, like, yes, Miller was a big loss. Maybe Hyde is a better point here, but you didn't have him since, like, week two. So adapt, evolve, do something that they're not expecting you to do. Even as the game is unfolding, to, like, try to slow them down, disrupt the timing. If you want to – it's just like the game plan you should have when Tua was playing for Miami, right? You you want to you, you wanna get him disrupted in, in an offense that's getting the ball out fast and is predicated on timing – you got to disrupt the receivers coming off the off the line of scrimmage, and there was none of that. So, I, I I think a new brain there on defense to work with McDermott is something I would really welcome. I don't know if it's a bigger problem than what what you know we saw on offense, um, but Frazier and McDermott have been together. It's not anybody's first year on the job there. Like, learning and growing into it at this point sounds a little bit ridiculous, talking about McDermott and Frazier. Like, they are who they are, they do what they do, and they have their scheme. And I think a, a, new, a, just a, new, a new thought in that stream needs to, needs to be implemented. Stefan Diggs has weighed in on okay. Twitter. Want me to be okay with our level of play when it's not up to the standard? Nah. Want me to be okay with losing? Nah. Am I saying nah the way you want? Nah? Would you rather have nah? I like nah. Nah. Nah or nah? No is the answer to that question. So, yeah. I mean, uh, of course, this is what you're going to get. I hate this. Because if you just... When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Do not lose it. This is what this is Dorsey in Miami. Same lousy, oh, don't you you want him to not care? Like you can't control yourself and not show up teammates. If you if you actually can, what? That the implication here is you're okay with losing. You can't just like sort of focus and not make a spectacle of yourself. On the third play of the game, when he doesn't even know that Allen is being hit as he throws a deep pass and misses, it's Josh Allen. And Diggs is already pointing, like, oh, no, no, he it's because he cares. We want that. How about just care, like I assume most guys do, if not all, and, like, be a pro? Maybe? 
Of course, this would be the comment. Of course, this would be the conversation. You know, you, you have friends who are like this about every single thing the Bills do that's suspect. You, 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 what, you, want a, you want a mannequin out there? No. I want a team of guys that are there for each other and recognize the obvious spectacle here that you're causing, you know, and to be able to control themselves enough to avoid that and compete. Like a billion great competitors in sports history you and I can name. That's what I want. Sal Capaccio at 6. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog, WGR. And speaking of Sal, we'll turn it over to him and discuss the Bills after the update at the top of the hour, which is almost upon us. Here's a question, if you want it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want it. Who is say that now. Let's hear it. Who is San Francisco's opening day starter next year? Is it like... Definitely Purdy at this point? Yes. I think so, too. Yeah. By the way, 49ers, not Giants. I didn't specify it, but when I mentioned Purdy, that you had to know which team I meant. <laughs> um, yeah, don't ask me anymore who San Francisco Giants opening day starter is. I have no clue. <laughs> right. I'm not sure if anybody's on the team. Bumgarner's not there No, anymore, right? I think he's gone. <laughs> I, I, I can't name one San Francisco Giant. Um, yeah, like Purdy, it's enough, I think. It's enough. <sighs> Even if they, what if they yeah. lose bad? Minnesota went to Philadelphia five years ago, the Foles year, and they got crushed in the NFC Championship. That happens. 38 7. That happens. Yeah. Purdy? Maybe if that happens, you get a, you get a battle between he and Lance. <laughs> I don't Poor Lance. Know. Yeah. Well, everybody's yeah. going to be behind Purdy. Yep. Right? Just, yeah. I mean, how, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, just how, that's how it goes. That's how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Got it done. Oh. Yesterday. Do I need to tell you when you, you said the thing about the Giants and the 49ers and I, I, I got to Bumgartner, I could not think of the other pitcher that I had in my head that I could see and it was really bothering me because I, I've only been to one San Francisco Giants game in my life and this guy started and I couldn't think of his name, but before the segment ended, I thought of Tim Lincecum. <laughs> but, it, like, not having his name in my – at the t- I was, like, really bothered in here. Like, why can't I think of who this guy is? But I got it. Where did you see him? Pittsburgh? No, I saw him in San Francisco. My, my wife oh, and I were out there for a wedding. Even better. Um, geez, I don't know, 08, 09, somewhere around then. And um, as part of the festivities, um, a group that was involved in the wedding went to a Giants game. Hour three of Buffalo Buffalo Bills Football Monday ends on Tim Lincecum. Mm. Well, we got to keep him honest out there, Bulldog. Sal Capaccio after sports on WGR. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.